0: You're listening to Prosperous Coach Podcast with host Rhonda Hess, helping you to choose a smart coaching niche and launch your coaching business with confidence. Hey coaches, I'm really glad that you are listening today. I love these sessions that I do. They're called on-air coaching sessions. I get to work with a real human being instead of just speaking out to the air by myself. It's so much fun for me. And that's what we're gonna do today. I have Javon Eichner with me today and he would like some help with his target audience and niche. And I'm gonna let Javon tell you about himself.
1: Hi, my name is Jayvon. I'm currently a personal trainer, working on moving towards the path of a wellness coach. Uh, I pursued the path of personal training about 12 years ago after leaving a job on Wall Street. I left that job and I wanted to get into a career that was a bit more fulfilling. And over the last 12 years, I've really enjoyed working with people, helping them with their fitness goals. However, where I'm currently at is the realization that complete wellness is a bit more of a holistic approach. And so I'm very much inspired and excited to help people along that path.
0: Beautiful. You know, I am fascinated that you have a Wall Street background. I would have never guessed that.
1: Yes, I do.
0: How long were you in that?
1: For four years.
0: Wow, that's a significant amount of time. It is. Yeah. And and then what did you do? What was your next move?
1: After I left Wall Street, so as you can imagine, Wall Street is a very uh, glamorous area. And the job itself was very uh, glamorizing, um, yet it wasn't fulfilling. And I was too young at the time to be able to explain that to somebody but it was something that I felt it felt I felt that there was a difference between um, glamorizing and fulfilling and I know I knew at that time that I wanted to set myself up for a career that was fulfilling and so after I left Wall Street, I took a year to work with Club Met and so during that time I I'd, uh, I'd received my personal training certificate and learned a little bit about health and wellness and I was able to dabble that, dabble into that with uh, Club Med.
0: And haven't you also had a gym that you run?
1: Yes. So after that year at Club Med, I moved to Austin, Texas and opened up a training
0: studio. Of your own?
1: Yes. I did it with a, a partner.
0: Wow. And so you... You had your own equipment and a place where you would work with your clients, everything. Exactly. And you've just finished that or are you still doing that?
1: I I shut that down in March of this year.
0: Wow. So you really are on the cusp of a huge new lifestyle and career. It's amazing.
1: Yes. Yeah, it, it is really exciting and Although I would have said that i'd want I would have wanted to be in this spot um minus getting married and having a kid, uh, <laughs> it is really exciting to have all of this happen at once and uh just another reminder that when the time is right, um, it may look different than what you would have imagined that time to look like
0: so you've got a new family uh How old is your son?
1: He's ten months as of two days ago.
0: Oh my gosh. What an exciting time.
1: Yes, it is. It has been really fun.
0: What do you love about being a dad?
1: You know, this perspective that's gained by being a father.
0: Yeah, it's amazing. Thank you so much for filling in some details about you and your background. And what we're going to do is we're going to sort of spiral around a circle, uh, looking for an entree point to help you get really clear on your target audience and niche and i do know that you already have a bead on what you want to do you are really interested in working with men in a holistic way and particularly men i believe that have a young family just like you do is that right yes that that's correct yeah are you settled into that audience as far as it goes or are you uncertain about that
1: i am uncertain about that
0: okay tell me a little bit about the uncertainty. What's coming up in your mind?
1: Well, the the recommendation actually had came from you, um, as far as honing in on a specific audience, and the uncertain. And, and and although when you first said it, there was a a lot of excitement around it. The doubt started to come in when I started to think about, well, how, how much experience do I have in that area, and how settled am I in that area, and you know, how would I come from a place of being authentic and being certain um, if I haven't developed that place of being settled within my own family.
0: I'm so glad that you brought that up because I think that a lot of people feel that they need to be pretty far ahead of their target audience in some way before they can really work with them as a professional coach. And I will tell you that I don't feel that's true. Let me try to describe where I'm coming from here. I feel like there is a lot of opportunity to work with people who are in the same boat as you are. It might be a difficult boat to be in, or it might be a mixed bag. You know, <laughs> In the case of uh, having a young family, for example, there's lots of wonderful things. There's lots of joy. There's lots of excitement and, and just beauty and richness there. But there's also a lot of newness there. Why don't you tell us about the experience of being a new father, a new husband?
1: I found that the most difficult experience is the lack of time for myself. As you can imagine, being in the, the situation I was in with one to start this new career path, and amount of time and energy and focus that takes and to now be at a, a point where you know, my son has been born and realizing at that time, energy and focus is is about a third of what it was. And so there's also, um, there's guilt around that. There's, you know, if we're being honest, there's a bit of resentment. Um, and then it just gets harder to push through when you, when you, when you know, because you've done it, that you could be giving, giving more of yourself to, to making this passion, you know, manifest.
0: That makes a lot of sense. There's some more things that are unique about your situation. In addition to a new family, you're launching a new business, a new career. Can you imagine that there might be other young men out there that are in the same basic place?
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Getting back to this thing of feeling like you have to have overcome something in order to walk someone else through it. Have you taken any formal coach training? Yes, Yeah. What did you learn? What was sort of the main thing you learned about coaching in that training?
1: Uh, In in reference to what you just mentioned?
0: Yeah.
1: (laughs) uh, It's funny you asked that because as I was saying that what I learned was coming back. And the biggest thing is, you know, when you're coaching, it isn't necessarily a how to. Um, you're not giving someone the answers as much as you are trying to help them evoke their own answers and help gain different uh, perspectives and have a choice of answers that allow them to make the decisions that are in line with where they want to go.
0: Beautifully said, really well summarized. And I, and I thank you for that because it really is something that is important to remember what we want to do when we're choosing a target audience and when we're building a niche around that is to really think about what's going on with those, those men with a new family, what are their top challenges? So you've named a couple of them. What else is difficult about having a new family?
1: For me, it's, it hasn't, is it, it hasn't happened, but the thought of feeling like I might need to give up on a dream for the sake of, lack of time or needing to make ends meet.
0: Yeah, that's terrifying. Sure. Because you left Wall Street a while ago and were looking for something more meaningful. Right. You made some choices and you still want that thing. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense too. Anything else you can think of that might be going on for those young men?
1: Sure. Uh, I guess this kind of falls into the category of time for yourself but I've noticed that my health habits have declined a bit, you know, not able to do, you know, and again, this is all under filling time, uh, restraints, but not able to do meal prep. And then j- workouts uh, I've seen have diminished here a little bit connection with friends. It's kind of dissipated. I feel like I rely more on my intuition when it comes to raising Maxwell or You know, gaining knowledge, Uh, but there has, however, there has been times when there there was concern with whether we were doing it the right way and what does that look like and (laughs) comparison and
0: yeah. So there's a lot of things that kind of swirl around in your head, and they're maybe in the background because what's in your face is all of Maxwell's needs of you and your wife, and and so there's there's a lot going on there. Did you meet any other people in Wall Street, any other men particularly, who seemed like they were a little disillusioned with the glamorizing and glamorousness and all of that? that, Oh, yes. And do you think any of them had young families?
1: Certainly. Mm -hmm.
0: Part of what I do when I help coaches to choose a target audience and a niche is I'm looking for viability. You know, is, is there money in this? Because there needs to be money in this. You need to earn a good living. It's not hard to make $30,000 a year, but that's probably not going to cover what you need it to cover. Right. I'm just wondering what it might be like for you if you narrowed your target audience just a little bit more. Men, even if you say young men with new families, is still a pretty large audience, but you could add something else into that. You could work with young men in Wall Street who have a young family and are feeling disillusioned.
1: Yeah. And do you think that they're aware that they're disillusioned? Uh, You were. Yeah,
0: I think a lot of people who work in a field where money is, there's a promise, at least, of a lot of money. And there's also prestige and fancy cars and the idea of possibly down the road, a corner office or whatever. All those kinds of things. There's a lot of trappings there, right? Oh, yeah. Very alluring. And you had those things. And maybe they allured you at first. You stayed for four years. But at some point in time, maybe it felt a little soulless or a little little monotonous or something. What would you say?
1: For sure. There was just, um, I guess, an emptiness behind it.
0: So this is just an idea. The reason why I was thinking about this was that my guess is that people who are in Wall Street are earning well enough that they have a disposable income to put into self-improvement, to put into a, a better future. Is that true? I would agree with that. What I'm looking for is how could you narrow your audience in a way that allows you to speak about the specific challenges that this target audience has in a way that is compelling. I'm wondering what you're thinking. It Does that have any shine for you at all? The idea of working with other people who were in the background that you had that made you want to step away and do something more meaningful?
1: It does. It actually resonates with me quite a bit. Great. the The two people that I, you know, done coaching with, have all shared that that very uh, sentiment. Even if it's not completely switching jobs, because they may not be in a situation when they can just do that at the moment. um, Having things in their life that give them that sense of uh, joy, purpose, meaning, mission, and so I'm very much excited about that. Okay. What has been somewhat of an obstacle from really owning that is something that you touched on earlier. It's just you're hearing it everywhere you look, you know, uh, quit your job now or, you know, if if you're not happy, just, just, you know, leave. If you're not doing what you love, then you're wasting time. Right? It's And I know personally that. It's just it's just not that easy for most people, and not only is it not that easy, it's probably not the smartest thing to do. And so I didn't want to become one of those people that was just saying that as well. You know, leave your job, find your purpose.
0: Yeah. Okay. I really appreciate that. That's I think important to listen to. And but the piece about Wall Street, about working with people who are in Wall Street now, uh, to to help them take a step away does that piece interest you at all?
1: It it does. And it, there's a relatability factor there that interests me. However, in my experience with individuals from my time down there, the idea of personal development didn't seem very prevalent.
0: Did you reveal that it was a thought for you?
1: I I knew that it was, but it took me years. I, you know, I was down there from 22 to 26. It took me a lot of time to realize what what was happening there it, to be able to articulate that all's I know is it just didn't feel right. And it was immediate for me. It was like, I almost want to say that there was some divine interaction that happened. And I just walked in one day and said, i I was done. And I had, I had no idea what I was getting into, but I just, you know, the hurt of feeling empty, just far away. <laughs> you know what? not knowing what tomorrow looked like. And
0: so. Got it. Well, part of my point was really just that sometimes we don't always reveal our innermost world uh, when we're in a work environment, Hmm. especially one that's highly competitive and glamorous. You know, sometimes there's a little more positioning going on there, a little bit more competition going on there, that kind of thing. So we, we might not show our hand. We may not show... What we're really feeling
1: that's a really good point point.
0: and i'm not at all attached to this i just i kind of sparked a little bit when you told me that you came from that background and then you you broke away do you want to pull apart this idea of maybe working with people coming out of wall street or does it just feel like it's too too different from what you had in mind mm-hmm.
1: so the when i think about it it makes a lot of sense for me when I hear Wall Street or think about it, there's a lot of negative feelings that come up with for me. And so I've been doing my best to try and avoid anything related to that. My body initially is just like, no, 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 no.
0: And that seems important to me. I'm a big believer in somatic intuition, you know, that your body tells you what's right for you a lot. And the more we can tap into that, you know, the, the more instructive it is. Let's let that go. Let's let the Wall Street piece go. I
1: would agree with that.
0: I'm just wondering if there's some other way we could just narrow your audience so that you have a little bit more leverage more opportunity to speak to a particular kind of experience that people are having having and and there's no doubt about it that um, having a young family has a whole set of experiences and language that go with it just am not sure how many young men are going to put money towards help with that
1: right
0: especially if they already feel like they have a lack of time for, for themselves.
1: Yeah, I had an idea as you were speaking, when you mentioned people finishing college and getting on this career path, if there was something that could help people anchor into more of their uh, larger self and not the egoic self, if if that would help them make decisions that are more in alignment with that deeper self or deeper essence about them so they wouldn't have those regrets. Because you're right. It's like you know, you get out of school, and it's like you know, shiny gold nuggets. Let's get on that path to chase all those. And and then as you get older, and you start to develop those anchors, and you start to become a bit more rooted into who you are, and start to gain more of an understanding of what's important to you. I think that's when it hits that. Wow, I've I've just spent the last 15 years on a path that doesn't really reflect my deepest values and most important values.
0: Mm. I like what you're saying. I'm not absolutely certain of the viability of it when the message is more abstract as, as what you're talking about here, it's, that doesn't mean it's not valuable by the way, the idea of anchoring in or rooting into your deeper self, your larger self, it's, it's abstract is often hard to get people to want that enough to invest in it. Unless the way that you attract them is from the stage, I don't know if you listen to one of my podcasts. It's called What Coach Archetype Fits You? Did you see that? I have not. Okay. I have identified five archetypes based on observation of seeing how coaches respond to working with me and being uh, the CEO of their business. One of the archetypes is called ICON. And the icon archetype is one that in some ways that person has a lot of philosophical thoughts and ideas, and they are maybe spiritually based or, or oriented around the concepts of things much more than the actions of things. And it lends itself well to somebody who wants to speak perhaps even on a large stage, like a TED Talk, get in front of a lot of people at once. It can also lend itself well to videos and and podcasts. And that person may become somewhat iconic. They get their message out there and their message strikes a chord and it hits a point of saturation where enough people are listening that a following builds. And there's a natural desire to want to work with that person, that icon. And so that icon route uh, is is a little bit different than what most coaches are able to do. For one thing, it takes a pretty bold person, takes a person who's happy being in the spotlight. What you're talking about feels like it would fit really well with that kind of icon archetype. And I just wonder, do you think you might be the icon archetype?
1: Uh, when you're describing that, that's exactly how I'd envisioned my coaching path going.
0: Well, okay. What's great about the ICON path is that it's much more oriented around you and your thought process. and, And definitely you do want to mold that to some degree to appeal to people. Tony Robbins is the ICON archetype. Okay. I don't know if you've ever heard of Marie Forleo. Oh yeah. Can you see the pattern here? Mm-hmm. It's usually someone who is physically attractive, or at least imposing. Someone who speaks well, you have a fantastic voice, Javon. You don't have to have quite as tight as a, a target audience or quite as tight of a niche, but you do need to somehow develop, I almost want to say a meme, you know, you have to sort of become known for something very congruent, very specific. Mm-hmm. some of these people actually do find financial backing they find someone who wants to sponsor them and probably for some sort of return on investment you know down the road it's a bigger wheel turning than just a solopreneur you know sitting at their desk and you know, getting stuff done All right. you live in austin right now yes are you someone who considers themselves well connected? Yes. Okay. Well, this is all looking good.
1: Owning a gym in a very affluent area in in Austin, known as Westlake, has um, put me in contact and and I've gained some some deeper relationships with with people that are you know, well to do for themselves uh, that are. You know, looking for ways to uh, invest in different opportunities to give themselves more exposure. Just been asked three times at least if there was any ways people could help, or you know, just mm. just wanting to support me and they behind they're behind what I what I believe in, and and so.
0: All right, fabulous. Okay. You could still primarily speak to young men with new families because I think there is a really unique aspect of that. If you decided to get on this path, what would naturally happen is you would start observing yourself and your experiences from a a little bit different perspective. It'd be a little bit less... Of, oh, I'm in the thick of this. I'm up to my, you know, eyeballs in this. It would be more <laughs> like, okay, I'm in my, I'm up to my eyeballs in this. Now let me just take a moment and get perspective. You know, step away from this a little bit, see what's going on, and come up with some simple model to shift the experience a little bit. Hmm. That may be what you speak about. That may be what you do a podcast about.
1: Yeah, that really excites me.
0: Good. Well, I thought so because I've seen some of your Instagram videos and they're good. What's missing from them is continuity of who you're speaking to. Right. At the moment, you're just speaking to anybody who will listen. (laughs) A next step for you might be to, and I'd love to help you with this if it fits, is to take a look at yourself and outline some of the things that are challenging about having a new family. It sounds like this is a good fit for you.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. I'm I'm, I'm as you're speaking just bubbling with excitement.
0: All right, excellent.
1: Just feels really good to just have a little clarity.
0: <laughs> yeah. And I think you're not quite ready to go to, you know, the the people who are willing to sponsor you somehow. You're not quite ready there yet. You need to get a little bit more clear on what your offer is on what your message is. So there's a little bit of work to do there. And I think it would even be good to perhaps have at least a rudimentary website up uh, someplace where people can go. And then you go to the people and say, here's what I have in mind. This is my message. This is who I want to work with. These are the ways I can imagine getting the word out. These are the kinds of programs I have in mind. I want it to become a movement. I want it to have an experience and they want to transform themselves into their larger selves.
1: For sure. Yeah. And I'm curious to what, what is the, the sponsoring enabling me to, to do is what would that?
0: I imagine it's money. <laughs> yeah. It's money so that you can get out there. It may also be introductions. Okay. 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 What is your takeaway and how are you feeling?
1: The takeaway is having some direction. Uh, I, I think you talked on this, but you know, speaking into the ether is is fun. Um, <laughs> <laughs> however, speaking with a bit more intent gives me a feeling of being intentional <laughs> and having some purpose and just being a professional as well. So having some clearing on that really excites me.
0: Good. Well, I'm excited for you being a public figure being iconic and i think you've got all the right stuff to do that all right well thank you so much for taking the time today and uh thank you everybody for listening today i'm so glad you tuned in to prosperous coach podcast please share this episode with other coaches and if you're listening on the itunes podcast app review this show joel bass did my theme music Thanks, Joel.